Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. There once was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was the Billy of Tea. The winds blew up her bow, dip down. Blow my bully boys, blow. <laughs> Soon may the weller man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. She'd not been two weeks from shore when down on her a right whale bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take that whale in tow. <laughs> Soon may the whaler man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. <laughs> Gorge. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox, the only podcast to make the Kessel Run in less than 13 parsecs. Then Han Solo came along. But joke's on him. A parsec is a unit of distance, not time. <laughs> the question of the week. What mobile or desktop app or game do you use daily and or are totally obsessed with? One of our regular sat cats, Dave Jones from the Podcasting 2.0 podcast. <laughs> says, my most used app for sure is Safari on the iPhone. I'm an old school blog reader and just love the web to read articles off and on all day. Thanks for the 2112 Rush Boost using the Castomatic Podcasting 2.0 app. LG Rowe says, does Wordle count? Well, until the New York Times makes it unplayable, yes. Michael Connell says, Princess Connect and Grand Blue Fantasy. Riddler Randy says, Discord and TikTok. Dennis Bagley II says, Contest of Champions and 7DS Grand Cross. Dr. TNT Cactus PhD says, the hit mobile game Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle. Maverick is a big fan of Discord. New Pudding DX says, Cookie Run Kingdom. Nathan Swain Fire Emblem Heroes. Rio Bakura says Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Roy Brewer. Definitely love Blue Stacks for letting me enjoy mobile games on PC. Ark Knights with a mouse is magnificent. All right, time for the new... Conspiracy here. Ken. I got a question. Why are you so mercifully free from the ravages of intelligence? Why is Gamora? Looky here, you... Aliens are about to take over everything. Settle down. You need to quit snorting cinnamon. (laughs) You're a little high strung here. I'm as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocket chairs. Okay, well, this spaceship has aliens on it. What? Hey, guys, come out. Hey, hey, what's kicking, little chicken? Ah! Hey, boo. Hello, boys. Great peanut butter portobello mushrooms. I haven't seen so many tentacles since I discovered Propaganda's hentai collection. Conspiracy. Nice to meet you, homie. My name's Gitz. This is my partner, Shiggles. Hello. Uh, Rest assured, Ken, the only thing we're taking over is the fridge and the break room. No one lay a finger on my butterfinger. Uh-huh. The milk used to be good until it went bad. Ew. Now it's a science experiment. Right? The carton's totally growing hair. Yo, Captain, you want I should shave off a bit and fashion a toupee for you? No, no, no. I'm good, Gitz. Suit yourself. I knew the government was hiding things. All right, you two. I need to pick your brains. Considering we used to abduct people out of Walmart parking lots and probe their butts, I suppose all's fair in love and basketball. Hey, guys, do you mind? Never. That's why we're always in trouble. (laughs) Anyway, Drew Grime, take it from here and ask the new question of the week before we all explode. This is Drew Grime from Drew Grime's True Crime Podcast. That's not a thing, Drew. Hush. 
The new question is what is your favorite board game or tabletop game? D&D, Battleship, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Reply at BoomboxPod on the Twitter. Thanks, Drew. That uh, reminds me of an unsolved uh, mystery. No. Bill Bobeggins was a four-foot-three shire squatter who was an advocate for legalizing pipeweed. What? Until he disappeared one Sunday evening after attending a ring-wraith rave. Well, that sounds fun. What happened? Who cares? Who took him? Come on. Why are you pushing me away from the mic? Come on. Just, just go. These go. answers and more on Drew Grimes. Drew Crime. Amending the segment. You know, Peacemaker continues to be the most consistently best show on TV. Equal parts laughs and levity. While nothing is greenlit yet, James Gunn has faith there could be more Peacemaker in the future. Meanwhile, he's currently clacking at his keyboard, brewing up a second Suicide Squad spinoff show that the uh, bean counters at HBO Max are anxious to see. The show is brilliant on so many levels, including that it's proving to be an excellent music curation discovery tool, as it is gloriously drenched in hair metal anthems from a slew of obscure bands from the 80s. The title sequence noted for its ludicrously catchy rock theme by Norway's Wigwam. Do you really want to taste it? Actually dates back to 2010. Now check this out. Their booking agency, United Stage, dropped them like a deuce just days before Peacemaker's debut on HBO Max, as they didn't feel TV series exposure would boost ticket sales. Wigwam has been cranking out tunes since 2006. Now I know I sound like an old fart, but today's music for the most part is a dumpster fire. But James Gunn's mixtape playlist are gold. Anybody want Pretty Boy Floyd or the Choir Boys doing a halftime show at the Super Bowl? No? Just me? All right. Speaking of that awesome theme song, you know the credit sequence is the stuff of legends. James Gunn says the mission was to make you forget there's a skip intro button. Next time you watch that gloriously goofy dance that opens the Peacemaker show, remember this story. The choreographer, Charissa Barton, was tasked to create something memorable for non-dancers. She workshopped it with her husband while in isolation. And when it came time to film it, her hubby demonstrated for the cast and even briefly stood in for John Cena to help the crew set up the shot. Who is the choreographer's husband mystery dance prodigy? The one and only Alan Tudyk. You ever say to yourself, Self, I want to binge something. Well, that can mean one of two things. Food or a show. Why not both, bro Cephas? Just whip out a heaping helping of TV dinners. Right? Edible shows you can consume and then spoil on social media. Pizza Maker. The Walking Bread. The Book of Boba Fettuccine. Ted Lasso Oregano. Desperate House Chives. Ed, Ed, and Edamame. Cobra Kai Scream. How I Met Your Mac and Cheese. Get fat and stay unproductive with TV dinners. Available now in the hardware section of most car dealerships. Last time we had a live-action He-Man, I was a senior in high school. This was back in 1987. Dolph Lundgren certainly looked the part. A reboot has been in production hell for decades, but is one step closer to fruition. Due to the interest from the animated series that Kevin Smith helmed, currently on Netflix, the aforementioned Netflix and Mattel have now greenlit a new live-action adaptation, casting West Side Story's Kyle Allen as Prince Adam. I distinctly remember on the old movie being disappointed that most of the movie took place on current day Earth with uh, Courtney Cox and Billy Barty running around with some lame flute thing. Skeletor looked like a Party City knockoff. And Frank Langella is a fine actor, but the prosthetics of the time were lamer than a TikTok challenge. Yeah. 
I was so excited for the new Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel. And then I saw the trailer. Check the link in the show notes. I won't spoil it. Suffice it to say, I was overall really bummed to see that they're essentially going the whole Halloween 2018 route. But I will give kudos to the producers for bringing back John Larroquette yet again for the voiceover as they did in 2003, which was a remake I actually really enjoyed, despite it being completely pointless. How are you going to improve on the original, right? John Larroquette was really popular uh, on the sitcom Night Court back in the 80s, of which a sequel series is currently in development, and Larroquette will be returning as his character Dan Fielding. Also loved him in Stripes with Bill Murray. Oh, and how about this for a deep cut? He was also a Klingon alongside Christopher Lloyd in Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. <laughs> Now, by the time I saw the original Chainsaw from 1974, I was actually in high school in the 80s, watching it on VHS. We rented it from Blockbuster. Those were the days. So it's pretty funny to hear him give a dead serious delivery that immediately sets the tone, except for his bizarre pronunciation of the word bizarre. Bizarre. Wordle has been the it game on social media for the past month. Perhaps you follow some people on Twitter or Facebook posting these weird grids with numbers and not knowing what any of it means. A slew of App Store clones were torn down as the original sits happily on a website where people frantically try every day to guess a five-lettered word in six tries. No prizes, just gloating rights, I guess. Wordles? All right, but I don't see why it's all that. Well, this past week, the New York Times dropped somewhere in the low seven figures to Wordle creator Josh Wardle. They have assured everyone that the game will continue to be free as it will be integrated into the New York Times puzzle game section. But as far as I know, New York Times access is behind a paywall, so jokes on us? Angry Birds, anybody? Farmville? Who still has Flappy Bird installed on their device? Quick, mint it as an NFT! Aw, look at the time! Yeah, wait a second. Time doesn't matter. It's a podcast. I can just keep yakking for hours. But I won't, or else Millie Vanilli will threaten to create actual music. Girl, you know it's true. If you like the intergalactic boombox, tell a friend. Even better, download a free podcasting 2.0 app from newpodcastapps.com and get the full enhanced IBB experience, including the ability to stream customizable micropayments and messages to the show in-app as you listen. For now, I leave you with this little bit of wisdom. Introverts are wise and stable. Extroverts will hop from train to train without caring for the consequences. But introverted extroverts and extroverted introverts cancel each other out. Till next time, I am out of here!